just just about do, mate. Surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, you Well, welcome along to the semi-pros. Great to have your company for another huge show. Plenty happening. In sport, full roster with me tonight beside me, Steve Glover. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Good. What's happening? No, no, I slipped out for a quick sixer. How'd you go? Shit out. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) No good. Didn't hit hit him straight. No, I didn't hit him real good today. That's all right. You'll go better tomorrow, Saturday. Didn't you learn something from the PGA a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, learnt plenty. Just implementing is the uh, the drama. So, uh, anyway... Onwards and upwards to Saturday. Yeah, exactly. You my partner in the aggregate? I think I am. I think I, and I'll tell you what, you want to have big shoulders. Yours are bigger than you're mine. Some, you're, in a, a, you're in a world of hurt. Anyway, yeah, well, we'll, good we'll luck. Be, good luck to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be pushing you know what uphill together. Yeah. Troy Gursky, how are you? Good, mate. Very good. Good to be here again. Yeah. Loving this Thursday night stuff. It's great, isn't it? You can... Feel a bit more uh, adults only. You can let a few things go, like Steve just nearly did it before. And <laughs> Consistently. Yes. <laughs> Often. Joel Stower, how are you going? Good, mate. Still riding the uh, Fury Wave. Oh. Wasn't he unreal on the weekend? He was, actually. All right, so that, well, okay, great segue. So, Elite Cryotherapy poll. I put up the question earlier in the week. So, obviously, oh, go, okay, here you go. Get on your high horse. Tell us about it. Tell oh, us about Fury. This was a very high horse, Mate, too. If that was not one of the most one-sided fights you'll ever see, I'm not here. I don't think I've seen a bashing like that since Mayweather flogged Canelo. There you go. He was good. He was unbelievable. Everything he said he was going to do, he did. Yeah. Stopped him. I didn't think he'd stop him, but gee whiz. He did. Bashed him. And Deontay's had a few wild Mate, he, to say posted. Jeez. Deontay... He had those issues, but he wore that costume oh, into the mate. into the ring, mate. You know, give him talk a crack. Talk about <laughs> talk about be humble in, in in winning and be humble in defeat. That bloke needs to learn a lesson or two. Although he's walking in a samurai suit or something. He had a bit oh. going on anyway, big Deontay. Oh, Told you they're turning boxing into the WWE. <laughs> and you walk out costumes like that, Hulk Hogan. Next thing, who knows what's going to come out next time? Big Fury got carried out on the throne. Yeah, oh, jeez. Lucky they didn't carry you out in your poor, throne when you fought. Gee whiz. Would have been a bit graphic. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Is he, is he throwing some weight chat up? Oh, interesting. Righto. Righto. We'll leave that where it lies. Oh, so, so on the back of that, our elite cryotherapy poll this week was around, obviously, so that sets up potentially the unification fight between Joshua and Fury. But as we know in... Boxing, it probably will probably be waiting a while because of rematch clauses mm. and mandatories, etc., 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 etc. Instead of seeing the fight, probably everyone wants to see. So, if or when they fight, we asked our viewers in our elite cryotherapy poll, who wins the fight? Sixty forty, favour of Fury. The fans have said in our poll, elite cryotherapy poll. Thanks to the team at Elite Cryotherapy. Actually, our special guest tonight is the first that's going to get one of these each week now. So thanks to Elite Cryotherapy. We've got a, uh, a voucher to go down there. So all the athletes that join us on the show, each special guest, free leg compression, valued at 40 bucks with a cryotherapy session. So that'll go good. Get one of them to give away each week. Be as a part of our Elite mm. Cryotherapy poll. But anyway, 60-40. Fury, 
Off you go again. Fury Joshua. Who wins that fight? He'd wallop him as well. I just, the biggest question is where they'd have it. Would it be at Wembley or would it be at uh, Old Trafford, given that uh, Fury's a heavy Manchunian? That's probably holds, the biggest which one question. Holds the most people? I think Wembley does. That's where it'll be. Yeah, that's where it'll be then. But, um, yeah, I, mate, the old pumped-up weightlifter, as he calls him, he wouldn't stand a chance. What, wouldn't stand a chance? Nah. It'd be much the same as what we saw on the weekend. He'd wallop him. You reckon he'd stop him in six that, or seven rounds? Probably. After seeing that on the weekend, mate, he's the most adaptable fighter, and the problem is... These blokes can't adapt to what he puts out, you know, like the head movement, the, the flashiness, the in and out, the fainting of the jab, all that sort of stuff. These, these big pumped-up boys, I just don't know what to do with him. Mm. Steve? Joshua will towel him. <laughs> Absolutely lick him. Donkey lick him. Why? Cl- Klitschko thinks similar. Too strong, too big, too fast, too fit. That's what he said too. Yeah. Mm. These boxes that come out with the muffin tops, they can fight. <laughs> Troy, who are you on? Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Completely different, aren't they? Boxers, the two of them. But we'll say one thing: it will, it'll be a show, won't it? Yeah. The, the, the Poms will be loving it, having two blokes like this that are dominating, uh, dominating boxing. Well, well they got all the belts, all the Poms. When's boxing going to yeah. get to a point? Instead of giving someone the the ABC belt, you have the XGF, you have the W. <laughs> when's somebody going to stand up and yeah. say, "Rodio"? You're the best, you're the best, you're matched up in fighting instead of guys dodging people, fighting the easy fight, going for the money, all that sort of stuff. When's it going to become a sport about talent other than trying to pad your stats and make money? You well, two, well, you two should know. I ask the same thing because I'm the same as Steve. I always say, why aren't – I always think what I thought was Pacquiao maybe. Why the hell didn't they fight mm. so much longer ago? Like, yeah. But look at the heavyweights. They actually are fighting each other, aren't they? Well, they're thinning them out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But with all of these bigger fights, but but that's the problem with all of these things when rematch clauses, mandatories, because yeah. there's so many belts. So rightfully, there's a what's his there's, name? There's there's probably a big chance that when the time comes that they do fight, they're not going to fight for every belt anyway. No, because exactly. The IBF or Someone like you said, the WBO or something probably strip Joshua and say, "Well, you, we want you to fight your man." Mind you, they get a percentage of the purse, so they'd be mad to do that. Given that the money it's going to generate, they'd probably think, "Oh mm. well, we may as well let him hang on to it for a while and." Try to jag a bit of this pool that's going to be... But, Steve, I think it's a question that boxing fans and oh, I suppose sports fans have asked for a long period of time, isn't it? Like, as I mm. said, like the obvious fight now is the two blokes who have all the belts fight. Mm. So, what, so what... I don't even understand. Who is the WBO? Is that just some group of blokes that started that? The, what have we got? So there's four the major bodies. But what is it? They just started their own thing and... Like a spin-off, yeah, that sort of got a bit of traction and all of a sudden, you know, the world, world champions were winning them as well and that's probably sort of how, how it mm. sort of eventuated, I suppose, but... It's yeah. like I do agree. So who's number yeah. one? There isn't a number one. There's well, there's two. Like, is there? There's a what they call the Ring Magazine, which is like the the number so, one yeah. magazine on boxing, and they sort of like do a bit of a ranking, and they give out a belt to who they say the number one is. But that's and also according to them. That's, that's right. Them, that's yeah. their opinion. That's exactly right. So, so if someone said a Martian comes in and says who's the best boxer, we couldn't be able, wouldn't be able to tell them, would we? You'd say those two, two number ones. Those, two, yeah, those exactly. two. That's right. Two, well, that, two number ones. Well, it's a bit better than you've got four or five blokes who've got all the belts, and then you have super champions, and then you have a bloke who can have an interim title, then you can have a. This, yeah, it's a pretty complicated system, so. Shouldn't be complicated, but should it? Is there anything, any, any chance that it would all amalgamate into. Too much no, money. Too much money, mate. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if you've got a w, WBO belt, they're going to get a percentage of your purse and Troy's purse when you fight. Be a big purse. WBC is getting a purse. <laughs> Chunk of mine and James's, you know what I mean? They're all making money out of every fight that's going on. You pay sanctioning fees, you pay money for the belts, you pay all this sort of 
exuberant fees, why would they all merge? So why is the UFC different? Because it's owned by one bloke, pretty much. And he just calls the shots. Exactly. Yeah. There's no... Yeah, he just calls the shots. He says, one, two, three, four, six, seven, ten, that's them. Yep. Two plays, one, bang, you're the champion. Simple, isn't it? (laughs) I like that system. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes. So, but anyway, we'll see what happens. But very interesting if or when that. So what do you What do you reckon? We didn't hear your thoughts on what on um, Fury, Fury and, and Joshua. Oh, Fury being Fury's in racing terms, he's got lengths on him. I reckon Wilder would beat Joshua. I was the biggest Joshua fan actually, but um, after what happened to him with Andy Ruiz, not only that woman he got beat, but the rematch. I was, I think Fury had Andy have a field day with him. Wouldn't he? I think yeah. Wilder. I think Wilder would beat. Joshua. Honestly. I reckon it'll be interesting to see how Wilder comes back from the one that Fury just give him. Wonder what he'll wear out to his next fight. <laughs> he might go to Mike Tyson mm-hmm. just the old towel with the hole cut in it and lightweight. Probably what he needs. Yeah. I anyway, wouldn't help him I'll, much. I wouldn't thought. I'll come back to him at another section of the show. But yeah, honestly, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, that's our elite cryotherapy poll. So remember, elite cryotherapy winter sports starting to tune up. So if the body needs a bit of a refresher. Pop in and see the team at Elite Cryotherapy. Jump in the cryo chamber. And as you said, for uh, each of our special guests joining us on the show, we'll have a voucher here for uh, free leg compression. So valued at 40 bucks with any cryotherapy session that you take. So um, great little reward for each of our guests that join us. We'll take a break on the show. A special guest joining us next in the studio will be Ben Walker. I see a lot of kitchens and great renovations on a daily basis and look the the work that the guys at Westerns um, do is phenomenal like their attention to detail is definitely second to none. We knew we had a what idea we had in mind we wanted modern we wanted sleek and they worked with us the entire way their design team helped us and you know anything that didn't look like it might have worked well they helped us rectify and suggested different points that we could um, take on the kitchen so it was great they were perfect to work with and um, we definitely do it all over again with them bathrooms next Mm. (laughs) welcome back to the show thanks for joining a special guest joining us this week none other than ben walker how you going very well thanks for having me Great to have you with us, mate. We've had a few false starts trying to get you on the show, so. But as you probably learned, I'm a pretty persistent guy, so I ended up finally getting you on yep. board. Um, two sec, two text messages a week. Yeah, for telephone. twelve months. Exactly. Do I need these cans on? Is it just to make me look good, or it's up to you, mate? Whatever I, you want to do. I can hear you. 
Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry about it. Whatever you want to do. I'll anyway, put one it? on. How's that? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Back in your DJ. DJ, day, rip, rip some yeah. discs. <laughs> anyway, is it your show or mine? Yours, go. <laughs> no, great to have you on board, mate. Um, thought it would be a good opportunity to catch up with you now. You've been obviously well-known around these parts for your rugby league talent, but now you're well-known for being the father of the next big thing in rugby league. How do you handle that? Yeah, it's good. It's really cool, actually. Um, I was just talking to him before. He rang me to see if black shoes go with brown belts and <laughs> should I wear a black belt with a brown sh- with uh, black shoes. So it's really cool. He's a 17-year-old kid and he doesn't know how good he's got it at the moment. He's you know, living in Sydney and... It's good he's come spot. back from Manchester. Yeah, he's just had uh, seven days at Barcelona and five days at Manchester. He went to Barcelona Footy Club. He went to Manchester United. Um Obviously, the World Club Challenge, so he's, yeah, he's having a ball, absolute mm. ball. But it's really cool. It's great mm. fun. Has he always shown above-average ability, or did you, you know, lead him towards footy, or is it something you picked up and always wanted to do? Um, he never had toys. He always had balls, so he was yeah. always going to do something. But um, like as a 10-month-old, he could run, um, which is pretty crazy in itself. And he used to dribble at soccer ball, like the best I've ever seen as a kid. Like, he was so good. I just wish he took up... Football, there's a lot more money in it. <laughs> yeah. But um, he was always going to play something, I think, and you know, obviously he's playing rugby league and doing well so far. So now with the Roosters, just the journey to get to that point, mm. what role did you play in that, or did you sort of leave it to him and where he ended up? Because um, he was with the Broncos and obviously originally... Yeah, he was scholarship with the Broncos from the age of 12, um, so he would train with them um, pretty much once a month and then right down to once a week towards the end. Um, but we were coaching the Jets, so he's been playing with you know, first graders since he was 10-year-old, or actually younger. Um, so, yeah, it, we didn't really play much of a part. We just let him run around with the, with the Jets, and um, as the years got on, he started to dominate them, and he was putting it over the older guys, and um, yeah, he had a heap of contracts to, to choose from, and he chose the Roosters, and we just left him to it, Kylie and I, and we're really... Lucky, we're really glad that he chose them because they're a very good club, and um, yeah, Nick's Nick Pilates is wonderful, and and Trent Robinson was first class when we met him. So um, we obviously just left it to to Sam, and he made that choice. Is it the case that uh, the Roosters they've actually left their thirty man squad one spot short, haven't they? Until he turns yeah. eighteen, is that right? Yeah. So you have to be um, so that each NRL team names thirty players, as you know, um, and only those thirty players can play. Um, throughout the season, but you have to be 18. So Sam's not 18 until June 16. Um, so they named 29 this year, and on June 16 they'll name him as the 30th player. So um, yeah, he yeah you know, just shows they've obviously what, got a high opinion yeah, of him. Yeah. yeah, he's he's elite already. Yeah, mate. Obviously, you came through at a young age yourself. Yeah. As a player, not a as an ex player, not a father. What bit of advice do you? Show his way as, he, as he's rolling through the system. Oh, he, he, look, he's he's fortunate, I guess. That you know, obviously Shane, Chris, and I um, all played NRL, so um, we've been able to give him those sort of lessons all the way through. In fact, we we had a um, we had the the proper NRL welfare night. You get those when you're when you're an NRL player. They had these welfare evenings, and someone comes in and sugar coats what's going on. But Shane, Chris, and I. <coughs> Sat down with him. Mate, oh, which which would have a fair on. bit of experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full <laughs> spectrum of the NRL. His eyes were like that. They just blew up. They just couldn't, he couldn't believe some of the stuff that we were telling him. But we gave him the proper welfare education evening on what yeah. to expect when you're an NRL player. 
Um, so he's been fortunate that he's sort of grown up with it. But, um, yeah, Chris has got plenty of experience. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he sort of stole the show and gave him some stories that he couldn't quite believe. And then Shane and I sort of chimed in when we could. Yeah. More appropriate ones, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The more subtle ones. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a father and also ex player and a coach, how do the, how does that sort of emotion towards the game change in each of those? We're sort of putting those different caps on. How does that yeah, sort of affect it, you? Yeah, it's it's it, it's strange because when I talk about him, I, I always preface with saying I'm talking about him as a coach because. Mm. Every dad is proud of their kid, yeah. and every dad thinks that their kid's going to be the next superstar. Yeah. Um, so I very rarely talk about him as a, as a as my son. Like he's a mm. ripping kid. Like don't get me wrong, he's a beautiful kid. But um, I talk about him as a coach, and if I was a coach, what I'd think of him. And mm. if I was a coach, I'd be stoked to have him in my team. Yeah, he's super talented. Um, good to be around, and um, yeah, he's going to have a pretty good career, I think. Yeah. How's he handle the pressure? Like, he's considered the next biggest thing in rugby yeah. league. Well, he signed the, what, the biggest contract as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old? Apparently so, yeah. Mm. It was a pretty healthy deal. Um, so, but, but you wouldn't know. Like, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's really extreme. He's extremely level-headed. Um, the contract's great, um, but he knows he's 17 and he's got time to go. Um, but his life is going to be pretty it's very different now you know he's got a nice car and he lives in a good spot and trains full-time with the roosters and um you know, has a added our sponsor him and all the rest of it like he's got a pretty good life as a 17 year old but um he's very level-headed which is great and you know, if we can keep him away from chris's path if he doesn't <laughs> go down chris's path we'll be right has he sort of uh palled up with anyone down there at the roosters yeah him and um him and victor radley Tedesco and um, James Tedesco and Luke Keary, um, they all play golf at the same club. So he's joined. Did you give him a talent if he's uh, from the same bloodstock as you? Golf. Yeah. Well, he's only taken it up in the last two years, but I'm glad he has because I just know as an NRL player, it's, it's great to have golf as a sport because it's something you can do away from that. But so whenever they're not training, the four of them play golf. Um, so yeah, he's sort of hooked up with them, and they're good guys. They're really good fellows, actually, and they love their golf too. So it's it's good for him and. Be good for me when I get down too. I'll have a few part- playing partners. Yeah, as I say, it gives you an opportunity to rip down and steal a few bucks out of their pockets. On well, no I think doubt. they bet too, which is <laughs> good, even better. Yeah. So, oh, you wouldn't do that. Fleecing's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, well, I don't know, but yeah, they do bet. So yeah, have that anchor out for a few months <laughs> yeah. prior to going down. Get a few matches, but we'll get it back in at the belt. end. Yeah. Mm. Well, what about the path now? So he's. How's he settled in? We talked to him obviously just about that because it's, a whole, as I said, a whole new world. And yeah, it is. It's crazy for him because he's he's been um, he went to boarding school at Ippy Grammar and he had that experience. But yeah, he's living in Sydney. He lives with Charlotte Caslick, the captain of the Sevens um, Women's Rugby Union team. She's a great girl, and her boyfriend's Lewis um, Holland, who's the captain of the Sevens um, Men's team. So. They're a really good. It's a good group, the three of them together, and they're all healthy and fit and um, all on the path. But it's still crazy for him. He's seventeen, living down there, and you know, in the big smoke, and his eyes are wide open, and he still rings home every day with questions and what do I do here, and can I thaw steak out? Yeah, can I thaw steak out and cook it afterwards, and how long after? And so it's good. It's it's really good fun because it takes us back to when we were kids, and you know, when we moved to Brisbane, we were hopeless. We had no idea what we we're doing. So. 
So you said you've been able to give him a bit of that advice, obviously, because it is, it's got to be of benefit to him. You mentioned, we said in jest before, obviously having yourself and your brothers to be able to talk him through his experience. You know what he's going through. Yeah. You know yeah. what the environment's like. You know what pressure's going to be on him. You know what's in front of him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's important that we tell him what's going to... And don't sugarcoat it because, you know, it's, it's very real. What you, you live in a bubble. You literally live in a bubble. And he's in that bubble now, so... And he'll be in it for, you know, as long as he plays. Um, hmm. There's someone trying to break in here. There's a yeah. dog going on. <laughs> Guard dog. How good. Oh, Sounds ferocious too. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, for yourself, obviously a pretty successful coaching career. Um, plenty of chat around that you and your brother were looking to, you know, potentially coach in the NRL. Still an ambition of yours? Yeah, we're not coaching the um, Jets this year. So we've had 11 years with them and... We've decided not to coach um, at Queensland Cup level anymore um, and we want to coach the NRL um, at, the, at the NRL level. So, yeah, there'll be jobs up for grabs <laughs> at some stage throughout the year as there is every year and, um, you yeah, know, we'll put our hat in the ring if it's the right job. Um, but we won't coach again unless we can get that opportunity. Now, going back to that then, so you land a gig, say, Steve's mob the Knights, right? Number one recruit, Sammy Walker or what? Oh, look, um, I, I did actually Bit say... Bit of an Ivan and... Uh... Yeah, look, it would be difficult. And we obviously discussed it um, because it, when Sam was being... Sh- you know, when everyone was sort of coming in, putting offers towards him, um, at the same time we were talking to the Titans about being the head coach there. So um, when he signed with the Roosters, or actually before he signed, I actually gave Robbo my word and said that, you know, if we got the job, He's still staying at the Roosters, and we believe that's the right spot for, him. for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it puts. Um, don't get me wrong. As a coach, I'd kill to have him as a player, but you know, I can watch him play and enjoy it. And and whether you like it or not, you know, whether a coach likes it or not, he's. I'm still his father, and he's. I'm still his coach, really. Like he calls me. He'll call me about different stuff as well. So I'm not coaching him every day, but yeah, there'll still be bits of advice that. Lands his way. So, been on the on the coach thing. How close have you guys been to landing an NRL gig? Can I ask? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Like have you felt close? Yeah, we felt close twice at the Titans. Yeah. Um, we thought we were over the line both times and got beaten in a protest. So I'm not sure. <laughs> back a few of those it. ones too. <laughs> Ladbrokes, they pay both ways. Yeah, so. we should have backed them with the corporates. <laughs> Just your philosophy on the, on how footy's played, and we've seen like watching the Jets and. To be honest, I didn't watch a lot of Q Cup. And then every time look, you guys coming with the Jets and the style of footy that you played, and we're even seeing that starting, even though you haven't had that NRL gig, you're starting to see teams have taken notice of that and have adapted their games. Like with short dropouts and mm. that in the NRL, blokes trying to get the 10-metre kick to get that back straight away. Like Turn back 10 years ago, prior to when you sort of brought that in as the, the bread and butter at the Jets, like it would have never been dreamt of some yeah. of those mm. things. So the impact that... Your style of footy and how how that philosophy come about? Was it always a way that you wanted to play, or just saw a way to transform the game? I suppose, or, or um, take an advantage out of it. Yeah, th- this would be a show for another day. <laughs> yeah. It'd take forever to explain it, but in a nutshell, it it you, you hit it on hit it on the head. Like it's how we wanted to play yeah. as players, but weren't allowed to. Um, but a lot of how we play is, um, you know, why should we give them the ball? Let's keep it ourselves and keep it off them for as long as we can. Yep. And it is having an in- impact on um, 
the NRL. There's a lot of teams sort of implementing a lot of stuff that we do. Um, I was listening to commentary in the UK there a couple of weeks ago, and they referenced the Ipswich Jets. That's yeah. what they used to do mm. on the Ipswich Jets. So, yeah, yeah it's a second-tier competition, but, yeah, a lot of people are doing what we have done. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame we can't... Be up there to keep pressing it. So, side question to what Steve mentioned there. What would have happened at the Broncos in your time if, if you said to Wayne Bennett, I'm going to... I'm going to pull a short drop out, or a uh, we're going to defend on our line. I'm not too sure, but I, but I, uh, to be honest, we had Ivan Henjak as a coach when I was 17. I was playing reserve grade, and Paul Hoff was our fullback, so he was like yeah. 12 foot six. He was massive, so we used to. Uh, so Ivan instructed me to do a short drop out to him because he knew that if I put it on the spot, no one could out jump him. So we sort of did it a little bit in reserve grade at the Broncos. The first grade never did it, but. Um, I don't know. We, I'd have never asked Wayne to do it, so I'm not too sure. Because <laughs> I just think it was it's really refreshing to watch. And I'll tell you someone, unfortunately obviously not around anymore, that Dad used to love it because he used to be the same thing. He'd, he'd look at things and he'd say, 40-20, it should be the easiest thing. Well, you're a kicker. It should be the easiest thing. Why wouldn't mm. you just do it every time? It's actually a lot more difficult than it looks, to be it's honest. It's a professional, 40, though. 40-20. But look, I'm glad you mentioned Pat because I love Pat. And and Toowoomba and Toowoomba older Toowoomba people and Pat would would have if he was sitting here now he'd he'd um, he'd back me up on this the, the Toowoomba style back back in the day was contract football so everyone spoke about contract football Duncan Thompson was a father and he coached up here so that influence sort of has come down and has been filtered down and when we were kids contract football was spoken about a fair bit I don't know why but. It, it was around our house with Dad, um, and a lot of the older guys that we sort of associated with used to talk about that, and we've tried to put our own spin on that, and it's very much about keeping the ball alive and keeping the ball off the opposition. So Toowoomba um, Rugby League back in the day has sort of influenced a little bit of our coaching, and Wayne's a huge influence as well, and obviously Wayne's from Warwick, and yeah. he would have... Um, I'm not sure whether Duncan coached him or not, but those sorts of lessons that have been passed down through different coaches, um, we've probably just taken it and put it to an extreme. Yeah, and well, it worked. And do you, And I think this is a question you've been asked a lot. Would it work at NRL level? Yeah, it does. It's not, look, it's... Yeah, it's what I mean. Yeah, Why Mel Meninga, um, when, he, when he interviewed us, asked us about our style and, and whether, you know, when they find out what our style is, whether they'll, we'll be able to combat it. it it's got, not, look, to be honest, it's got nothing about this. The style is just because we love watching that style of footy and it's entertaining it doesn't matter what style you play um, you know the the foundations that a successful team have they've all got them so every whether you just did five hit ups in a kick or you threw the ball around 75 times and and didn't kick um, both would be successful if the foundations were the same and every you know winning organization whether it's NFL or NBA or NRL or AFL, they've all got the same work ethic and, and the same foundations that successful teams have. It's just a style that we love coaching and it's a style we love seeing, you know, watching. So you know, we stand on the sideline when we're coaching and I'd hate to stand there and watch five hit-ups and a kick. I'd literally <laughs> rip them off sleep. We, yeah. And we do. When we're in videos, if someone does something boring, we start snoring at them and Tell them, don't do that again. It's so boring. I can't watch that. But it's only because we love watching it. Yeah. But, you know, at the bottom of that, and, you know, Mel asked about the style, and I told him straight, straight, it's not the style, mate, that wins games. It's everything else we do um, on the training paddock and, 
and preparation. And the culture that goes along with it. Absolutely. You know, there's, the there's, Jets yeah. 2015, when you've won the comp, you know, you wouldn't have found a better team culture-wise, would yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. So there's a lot more than style. Style is just the end product that we love watching. Mm. And, um, you know, Mel was you know, probably not right in asking the question or probably didn't understand that that's how you win games. Mate, well, you said um, having a year off or not coaching at the moment, yeah. you and Shane. So if you don't pick up a gig this season, next season, get back into it at some stage to keep in contact with me? Oh, not too sure. We're um we're actually writing a book at the moment, like coaching a coaching yeah. book. Um, we're going to do some trips to the states. Hopefully, sp- uh, we've got some contacts over there um, in the NFL and NBA. So hopefully, do some um, scouting trips. Just you know, learning about coaching, and I'll work on my golf handicap. It's been <laughs> great. That's pretty good. I've been able to play a lot more since we haven't coached, and the handicap's coming down. So yeah, I want, to, want to talk to you about that. I just want to quickly get, just go back a couple of steps. We've been talking before about um, style of football. Curious your thoughts on state of origin now. Mm-hmm. Now, if people say far, hardest, toughest game, but seriously, it literally is. Don't drop the ball. Put it under your wing. Run Get straight. Yep. Don't make mistakes. Wingers, and you say, what a great game. And I, I almost look at it, you say, what a great game. Dane Gogo is an amazing origin player. Well, all he does is play as another forward because he yep. just runs the ball forward. Do you look at that and think, that's not that good a brand of football, to be honest? Um it's tough, it's hard, and you get the great players. But generally speaking, you know what I mean? It's pretty robotic. It's a great contest. And yeah, I don't question be, that. Because they both compete the same way. And and look, uh, unless you um unless you've played Origin, and Chris was fortunate enough, Shane and I didn't, um I don't think it's right to sort of comment on how they play and why they play why that they way. play that way, unless you've been in the cauldron, you know. But like I love watching Origin because it's a great contest. You know, the footy's not great, but yeah, yeah often you get glimpses of brilliance that you know that win win games for, for either team. Mm, yeah, so I was, just, I was curious your thoughts on that. So golf-wise, you mentioned before, yeah. how's that going? Good, good, love it. <laughs> Always have, but it's been like you and you have. We've got four kids, so it's sort of you know you put the clubs away for ten or twelve years when the kids are growing up, and um, you know they're at the age where they can have a hit now, and they're not so reliant on me, and I can play more golf. So it's awesome. It's great fun. There's a couple of crooks coming up in the Black Marker final next one. One of your boys, Cozzy, yeah, is teamed up with Cozzy's here. an old sponsor here, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's still on board. He's not no, on. Have a yarn to him about it, mate. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll have a yarn to him later. Possibly anyway. lighter for him. <laughs> we get up, two, up, two crooks. Where's your tip there? We've got one over here and Cozzy snuck himself so have in there have you won two, well. James, have you? Because yeah. Cozzy won one. Yeah. 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 And, and he's snuck in there Matt too. Hawkins, who works with us as well, he ran second that day, I think. So They got himself a gig. When's the next... Challenge Friday, Friday. Is it tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow next Friday. Friday. Sorry, Friday. Yeah. I might even play in that. Uh, come yeah. on, I've got seated with Mark Costello. I noticed I got through an email there yesterday. Oh, you're so. with him? Yeah. Okay. Because he's playing for the B grade, though, isn't he? I don't know. Probably. It's all open. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, good day. That's at the two, two, two thieves, though. I tell you what, he's been anchoring all, all year. <laughs> so chucking it out. Oh no! I just can't get my handicap down. No, oh, I can't. And then comes out in the big money days and boss. Yeah, sure. They um actually James someone I don't, I'm not even sure who it was mentioned that you are a little slow on the course. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Slow. Someone said it the other day. I'm not sure. It wasn't Cosin. It wasn't Hawkins. But you're meticulous. You take your time and you line yep. your shots up. And loves I do, I do now. Loves a practice like swing. I do, yeah, like I, heard, the yeah. I do now. Yeah, I do now. I'm not sure who it was, but I do now. Might have been Rob Thomas. I'll dob him in. It might have been Rob. Do you know Rob Thomas? 
Yeah. yeah, he's a singer as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he played one of us one yeah. I think he was it, yeah, in front of He was mine. sitting there with the sundial time and his backswing yeah. there one time. <laughs> so he's really slow. Yeah. Really that's great though, it's good. Works. <laughs> what are you playing? So on? far. Oh, about two hundred and eight. <laughs> Not enough. I need to add a few more. I need a few more shots up my sleeve. We all do, mate. We all I, do. But I've got, yeah. I could, I've got the chance to blow it out Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday if I can get out there. Oh, the old-fashioned stitch-up is on. <laughs> She's a hard life been a counsellor, isn't it? <laughs> if I could just blow it out there and get it going there. So, but no, but you caddied last year on the, in the yeah, PGA. Yeah, highlight. Yeah, how'd you, go, highlight. Yeah, how'd you yeah, go this year? Did you get a, did you get a call back? No, I got sacked. Um, <laughs> so Benny Iken, um, my good mate, who we actually had three under at Indra yesterday, so he's playing yeah. some good golf. He'll make the cut next year, so if there's a market, Get on. For Ben Iken to make the cut of the Queensland PGA next year, just get on. Last year he was coupled with Matt Guyatt, who's his coach, yep. and Peter Lonard. So, and I was on the bag, and I was stoked for him. It was so cool. It was really good. Look, Peter Lonard was a ripping. He was really good to um, spend time with. Told us some good yarns about Tiger and playing Phil Mickelson and all the rest of them. So um, it was really cool. This year he had Matt Guyatt again and Anthony Quayle. Um who's a really good kid, 25, and he won the Queensland Open last yeah. week. So um, jump on him. Just keep backing him. He'll end up in the States. He's a super talent. Very, very talented. Mm. But Ike sacked me, mate. So he had 26 over for two rounds last year, and he said, I'm pulling the bag myself. So I, <laughs> I had to just follow him. Well, that's what the winner did, too. Like a, yeah, sorry? He pulled the bag himself, didn't he? He did, too, yeah. Sim? I watched the playoff, yeah. 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 Did, yeah. did you offer him any advice, or did you just literally cart the bag? No, just... Walked around with him. Oh, last last year. Last year. Yeah, I gave him a fair bit of advice. He didn't take all of it. <laughs> didn't take all of it. In fact, the second day, we'd probably just thrown it out. We just walked around. It wasn't much fun the second day. But but what about, you know, they showed that video of That was him. awesome. Yeah. And he's... So it was, yeah, so, um, so last year they showed the video of him. He had played the first three holes and he was mic'd up. I don't think I was. Yeah. He was, mm. but you could hear in conversation. And he was breathing so... Mm. And everyone says it. You were breathing so heavy. His and heart rate was flying, wasn't it? Yep. He, he was obviously way more nervous than he, than he let on. Um, I was shitting myself. <laughs> and I was caddying, so I can only imagine how he felt. Interesting. What did he say about... Like, obviously, he played at the highest level, origin footy yep. and that sort of thing. How did he compare playing at that level in footy, probably something he was a bit more comfortable with, <laughs> yeah. as opposed in against the pros in the, the PGA? Well, that's the thing. When you're... When you're playing footy, you, you're comfortable because yeah. you, you do it every day. But um, but that you're out, you're on your own, and you know he's mm. playing against himself. But he's got a gallery, and he's got Peter Lonard watching, and um, so he was yeah he was just on his own. You know, so it's a different different feeling, I guess. And um, but he handled it really well this year. Last year he put a bit bit of pressure on himself. This year he just went out and played, but. He'll make the cut next year. He's playing really good. Yes, really. You got sink when you shank one when everyone's watching them. <laughs> Actually, didn't shank one. Um, he had a few howlers though. <laughs> a few howlers. Yeah. So, what are you going to give you a chance to qualify next year or what? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you need to be off two point four to yeah. qualify or to go to the pre Q. So um, actually, our goal, Ike and I, you might be doing preseason though next year. Oh uh, well, I hope not. It might get in the way of the golf. But <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see. But our goal last year, Ike and I, was to get to four point four so we could pre queue for the Queensland Open, um, and we managed to do it this year. We went to the pre queues. Both of us played together. Um, he had seven over. I had fourteen over. We were hopeless. We were so bad. But next year, the goal is one point four because you can off one point four. 
you can go to the States and do the pre-queue for the US Open. <laughs> so that's our next goal, 1.4. Yep. And then point four, you can go to the British Open and qualify over there. So that's that's our lofty heights that we have set ourselves. Um, so anyway, we've done the Queensland Open pre-queue and failed miserably. We're looking forward to <laughs> wherever they position us in the States and then um, the British Open after that. So oh, yeah. we're nearly there. Nearly there. Like he's 1.8, I'm 3.6 or something, so... Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. So the coaching could get in the way of that. It will do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we played footy, this is a true story, and, and you know, as a football fan now, you you, you sort of forget that um, sometimes players don't really want to play footy, but when we played football at Manly, we were going no good, so we played golf five days a week. And whenever we had a training session, it just, we just used to say, it's getting in the way of our golf here, coach. Can we, can we move this around, you know? You had to trade at different times. Yeah, I know. It was terrible. <laughs> Who was the worst golfer at Manly? The worst golfer at Manly? Um, not too sure. Beaver was good. Beaver yep. Menzies is a good player. He was off six or seven. Nick Kossef went okay. He's off about ten He would hit a long ball, big Nick. No, he doesn't. Doesn't no, he? No, a little gay fade, Nick. Yeah, it was, <laughs> wasn't much chop. Um, great guy, though, Nick. Yeah, really he good he played up here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the Metal League. Yeah, 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 he's a yeah. great guy. Really yeah. Pouring rain. Yeah. Great. Day. Really good fellow. He's a good company. But yeah. we, sort of, we had a pretty good crew at Manly. Yep. Yeah, a lot of golfers there. So it was good fun. So who was the worst? You didn't the worst? I don't really know, Hopper? actually. Hopper? Hopper never played. <laughs> he uh, Cliffy been Lawrence would play occasionally, have the dart. <laughs> He'd have plenty yeah. of darts. He's one of those... Throw it on the ground and hit. You know, you can never get those fellas. They put the smoke next to the ball. I reckon if you smoke when you play, you got to do the John Daly. Just have it out the mouth when you're swinging. That well, that is a talent. That's what yeah, you got to do. I reckon. If you're going to stand there and have a smoke, did Cliffy hit him all right? In on the backswing. Yeah, Napa went okay. Yeah, he hit him all right. He would have went off ten or eleven. Yeah, yeah. around around um, Nick's standard. But so these are all the stories you're telling Sam to, with the golf. Oh, there's no. They're they're the tame ones. There's a lot of other stories that we probably can't talk about. Um, but it's important that he hears them because it's real. You know? Chris would have had plenty to tell him, mate. Chris he? had. He'd still be telling him. Some of the cr- stories Chris heard, told, I hadn't heard before. So <laughs> I think we've all heard a few. Oh, over the years. Wow. He's, a, he's still unique, living them, isn't he? He's forty today. Is, oh, is he? Yeah, he's forty. Yeah. What's yep. he doing? He hasn't grown up. He's, just, um, he's in good nick. Yeah, he's in good shape. Yeah, he's in good shape actually. Yeah, he's um still got an earth moving business. No, nah, he's no he doesn't do it anymore, but he's a full time trainer. He yep. looks great. Yeah, he looks really good. He can play again actually. He's where's he living? Uh Corumban, down yeah, the yeah. Gold Coast, yeah. Is he gonna have any more fights? I'm not sure, but we went and had a look. Yeah, yeah we went and watched him. He, he threw I spied him one day up here. Did you? Yeah, yeah. How'd you go? Yeah, it went good. good. He went good too. Like he's Did got he? a mad yeah. style, pulls the head right back and like, he should be a black fella. That's the style yeah. that he's got, you know, like just the head way back in the air. And, yeah. yeah. Well, he's a big unit. He's, you know, 95, 6 kilos. He's a bit in good shape too, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I wouldn't like to cop him on. Me. Yeah, no, definitely not. I'm, he never got into the coaching, eh? No, but um, Chris is really knowledgeable. And that's something that because of the larrikin in him and, you know, the, you know, the off-field off, off stories you hear about him, that's lost, and he's he's actually um, he was with us in fifteen. He played just about That's every right. game, and he he just came back just to play for us, um, just about just about played every game. Got injured right before the semis, so he couldn't play in the in the semis. But we threw him on in the um, the last game against Newcastle before the Broncos Cowboys game. But he was excellent with the um, with the players. His professionalism mm. was you know was outstanding. 
and his knowledge of the game. He's um, he actually has a lot more knowledge than people give him credit for. Yeah, he's actually very knowledgeable. Best player you've coached? Uh, best player we've coached. Um, oh gee, I don't really know. Been some talent. Yeah, I don't, Matty Parcel, good player. Yeah, Matt's a ripper. He's in England now and doing really well. Um, Sam would be the most talented. Kurt Catewell's going really good. He's um, at Penrith. He's a very good player. I've known Kurt all his life, so it's um, great to see him go on with his li- his footy life. Um, ben Hunt was good. We only had him for a game, but he was he was really good. Yeah, he was great. So he came back to us, and I told him, I said, listen, mate, whatever you've learnt at the Broncos for the last <laughs> 10 years, I want you to throw it out the window. I want you to pretend you're that kid from up north as a 10-year-old running around and playing footy. And he went out and killed it. He was so good. He was really good. And two weeks later, he played Origin. So it was, <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. cool. He was great. Yeah, Ben Hannett was good. Um, we had some good players there. But only, yeah, yeah th- those better players only for a couple of weeks at a time. Mm. Well, who's the best player you played with? Uh, Elf. Yeah. yeah, by far. By far. He's, um, his presence, at, you know... Um, in big moments in a game, was just second to none. Um, uh, second best would, would have been Beaver Menzies. He was super talented, um, real athlete. Um, you could give him the ball anywhere and he'd make you look good. Whereas Elf could just, Elf was the best by far. He could just do things that um, you don't see anyone else do. And he was so unorthodox with everything he did. So his, his golf swing looked like a dog's breakfast, but he made it work and he's play tennis against him and he'd just smash these slices at you and it'd just creep over the net but just everything he did was unorthodox but it just made him such a great player and um, you know he was super competitive and could just do things that no one else could do he was he was great and I debuted outside him actually and um, we had an overlap playing against Parramatta and this is just how good he was. We all called for it and me included I'm thinking oh this is, we're on here it's the first five minutes of the game I'm going to set up and try him the first and I called for it, and he said, F off. And got the, got the ball and put a little grubber in and scored. And we all just looked around and went, oh, well, that's just how it's done. So from that moment, we just didn't even bother. He just ran off him. He didn't call for it. He just ran off him and let him do what he wanted to do, and he'd make you look good. He was awesome. So good. Yeah, and he's still out there now doing a pretty good job on the field. Yeah, and he's one of those too. Like, um, yeah, He played halfback, and Joey, was, Joey couldn't make the team, you know, and Joey played hooker. Um, and whenever we played Newcastle, Joey never, ever outplayed him. Elf was always the dominant one. But he's one of those ones, because he's a larrikin and he dances nude on tables. <laughs> At the fair. Yeah, people don't really take him seriously, you know, yeah. like take his opinion seriously. But he, he's the knowledge he has on the game. Um, it's a shame the Broncos don't use him the way they should because he's just got a lot of knowledge. That It's like um, you said, though, like because he dances on the tables and... It's not like Joey Johns hasn't done anything wrong in his life, though, and see yeah. where he is. Yeah, he's um, he's it's all right, a, isn't it? If, if, if he's, he's a, consult, well, he's a like, consultant. Oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Look, yeah, Joey's a champion too. Don't yeah, don't get right. me wrong; they're both super talented players. Um, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joey's uber talented. Don't don't get me wrong, but he's um, he lives a good life too. He's he's had fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's had fun. <laughs> but you're a bit of a history maker too. Okay, do you know what it is? <laughs> what have I done? What, what, what's the what's the first the first something? Can you remember what you would have done? First player in NRL history to score in Golden Point. Oh yeah, yep. against the Eels. Yeah, 
2003. Was that an NRL game? Yeah. Oh, he is. Didn't know. He was yeah. still in that NRL back then. <laughs> so it was, yeah, actually. And uh, Michael Witt, another Woody. Toowoomba boy. Legend. He was 5'8 for Parramatta. And we finished the game. So it was the first year of the Golden Point. And we were busted. I'm not sure what the score was, but it was a high scoring game, pretty high energy game. And we were busted at the end of it, and then it was a draw, and we went, oh, God, we've got to play Golden Point. You know, no one had ever played it before. And um, I had three shots at field goal. They all grubbered. They were dogs. <laughs> Witty had two or three as well, and he was all over gone backwards. And then we, um, we got a penalty in the second half of the Golden Point. And as it turned out, it shouldn't have been a penalty anyway, but we still got it. <laughs> and I can't remember, Steve, um, Steve Lyons was the referee, and he was a manly boy. And he used to come to training all the time, Steve Lyons. He's a good dude. <laughs> He's a really good dude. So there's a bit of a conspiracy, they reckon. But um, we got the penalty at 35 hours or something. And banged him over. Yeah, banged it over. It was good. Bit of history. Yeah, it was good. Really good. First. First ever. ever. Righto. Well, as you mentioned before, we could probably talk to you for days on end about lots of different things. But no, it's been great having you on. So I'm not sure why it's taken so long to be here, James. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on you. Hey, I know. <laughs> I'll be back, though. We'll get it happening again. Yeah, yeah someone said that. When you're playing a PGA next year. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that, yeah. Need part two, surely. Who said that? Chris Tate. Tate. Yep, he wants part two, so. Who's that? Chris Tate. This is cool how you can watch who's watching. Yeah. Mm. Or you can see who's watching. Well, at this time we can. So, yeah, so there's, um, you can see myself watching Joel, Steve, so that's about it at the moment, so. I thought Hawko and Cozzy would have been on here giving you a spray, but they haven't been. No. Hard at work, mate. There's contracts to be... <laughs> They'd be on dates, a pair of them, boys. <laughs> they certainly wouldn't be working. <laughs> but no, it's been great having you on, and uh, we look forward to following the journey of, of Sam, so continuing that Walker tradition. Yeah, cool. Walker's on. From the area. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so. It's another dollar. Can I have a dollar every time? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even me, it was Chris. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that people say it, I'd, if I had a dollar every time, I'd be... There's always one dick in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> Always. It's funny, the later the night, so the more pubs you go to, and the later the night, the more you get that call. And do you say, it wasn't me? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> but no, great having you on, mate. Now, so we look forward to following Sam's journey, and it's hope it's a successful one. We'll see you in the US Open. Yeah, qualify. British. Yep. British. US first, British next. And then yep. the tour of the PGA after that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. You can come back. You've got to have a goal. Yeah. Lofty, it, lofty goal, mm. yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I will look forward to it. No, but yeah, appreciate you coming on the Can show. Can I just say something, yeah. though? All right, just on that golf, because I don't want people to say, listen, dickhead, you're not going to be in the US <laughs> Open. <laughs> I know I'm not going to be in the US Open, but if you get your handicap down, you can go to the pre-cues. That's all it is, right? Yeah. Just the pre-cues. I'll yeah. probably have 15, 20 over. <laughs> but how good would it be? And have a good experience. Great yeah, yeah, it's right. just the experience yeah. of playing in them. That's like, Queensland Open was hilarious. We were playing at Gales and some little bloke playing with us. He was no chance and... Probably should get a job because he's not going to be a pro golfer. <laughs> but it was cool fun. It was good fun. So. <laughs> what did he shoot? Um, <laughs> he actually beat me. <laughs> he, beat me. <laughs> he couldn't play. <laughs> he couldn't play. So is he working for you now? No, no. He's, uh, I'm not sure what he does. but He doesn't have a career in golf, that's for sure. <laughs> he might be, he's over there in New Zealand. He probably leads the New Zealand Open now. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next one at the moment. They're all over there. So They are, yeah. Well, yeah. back Anthony Quayle. Actually, they've already played one round, so yeah, I'm not sure how, how, how Quayle that. went, but follow him, Anthony Quayle. Anthony Quayle, so that's mm. your tip. So, actually, will you, you follow the horses. You got, how, how are they going for you? Good. I've got uh, a couple uh, in work. I've got one, two back now, so yeah, they're going good. You got yeah, a tip of the weekend for us, mate? 
We've got a multi horses. on this show. We haven't really gone too horses. well. So, no, yeah. I don't. Give I, us something. Honestly, honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I wouldn't have a clue. I haven't looked at them. Uh, well, that's about as good as we'll come up with. So, I uh, appreciate your honesty. So, we'll have, yeah, we've got, we got nothing. We've been going awful on the punt. So, on the, in this segment, anyway, I think we picked, we picked one winner. Now, you got a win last week, didn't you? Yeah, got the, got the chockies last week. Yeah. Cozzy's going pretty good on the punt. Did He'll he? tell you too, Cozzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. he, um, There's a few blokes dark out? on him stealing the prices. <laughs> Kiss your can't first up. Gee no, whiz. There's no prices up here. It lasts about three minutes. <laughs> Whenever something's yeah. on. You should make him do a bit of work or something on Thursday, Fridays when the markets come out. Make him go out and He's always on do there just refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking at the scores? Yeah, Quail shot at two over today. Two 73, over, yeah. He might have partied after he won. Leader is at um, get a better price about him now. Mm. Seven under, Kim. Jeez, he's doing some seven under. Yep, Kennedy shot another good round, six he? under. So he's continued Kennedy, his yeah. good runner upper. He's yeah. a good guy, Brad Kennedy. We yeah. used to play golf with him years ago. Wade Ormsby up there. It's good. You there? But no Quails plus two, so he's nine off him. That's okay. Better price, tonight. <laughs> better, price better, tonight. better price tonight. Better price tonight. Each way. So, but now, as we said, now as each of our guests get in there, get a, uh, a voucher here with thanks to Elite Cryotherapy. So, you'll enjoy cool, that. Mate. Thank you. So, Leon Spain and the team will look after you there. So, drop in and see them. Jump in there. So, jump in the cryo chamber. It'll help your golf game. Yeah, right, yeah. I'll be, I'll be there for sure. I'll help your golf game. But no, thanks for coming in. Appreciate your Cheers, time. Mate. Thank you. That's Ben Walker. We'll take a break on the semi pros. Thank you, man. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. At the Southern Hotel, our Sunday steak special has been so popular, we want to offer it on Saturday too. 180 gram rump mignon, 400 gram New York cut T-bone, or a huge 500 gram grain-fed rump. All for just $23.95. It's better at the Southern. Just, just about do, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros, the semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, you are stalled. Welcome back to the semi-pros. Great to have your company. How good was Ben Walker? Oh, Champion. we could have gone for till midnight. <laughs> Didn't even get the Chris Walker stories. Story. I tell you yeah. what, I, I would have liked to. Be a fly on the wall in that little chat that the three brothers had with Sam. I'll tell you what, there would have been some. I think Chris should have his own weekend with Sam. Oh, no. I think Chris should stay away from him. He'd be able to tell him he's things what to do. He hit the nail on the head, though, but, you know. didn't he? When he's talking about Chris and said that he's such a knowledgeable bloke but sort of often forgotten. Mm. How not, all three of them, though. You sit there and talk to them just in awe of the, the knowledge and the stories and the things like that. We only rub the, rub the surface. All loyal Toowoomba boys too. Yeah. Come home, you run in, you sit down, you'll have a chat, you run to a pub, you'll have a beer and you'll, you'll have a chat to them for an hour or two. Good blokes, great blokes. Know their sport and love Toowoomba still. Yeah, so it wouldn't be great to see them coaching in the NRL. It'd be unreal, wouldn't it? Yeah. Who do you reckon might land them this year? Who'd be the closest? Who's Titans the, couldn't because they just got the a one coach, thing, so they have to give him... It's always going to be a package deal, isn't it? The two? Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's what they've always Maybe been. the Dragons or the Tigers maybe? No, who's the first? It's always a good. Uh, there you go. There's, there's, there'll be a question for the shot clock next week. Who's the first coach who gets sacked in 2020? They'd be knocking the door down, though, wouldn't they? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Based on what they've done, and, and I'm surprised. That I suppose the Titans didn't. 
It's like Queensland, the teams. Queensland boys would have been perfect for him. Scared to take a take a chance in him, eh? Is that, mm. That's what it and you'd like. think that you know, if, if this doesn't work out with the Titans, it might be curtains. Well, would, and and wouldn't you think the Titans, who, in all due respects, we've talked about this before, don't have the talent of other teams? I thought if, if they don't get a chance at the Titans job, which they didn't, I thought that's probably the that's probably they, they probably won't get a chance. I don't think there'd be any other teams out there with. Nothing to lose. They've yep. had. They've just been cellar dwellers to do it. And I think it was probably a drama, like having a bloke like Bellamy and Melbourne dominate with the style of footy they yeah. play. So mm. everyone's trying to replicate yeah. those guys that have been successful. It's going to take someone to really put their head on the chopping block. But but that style of footy, would, gee, that'd cause say. some dramas playing against like a, such a structured team. They wouldn't know how to veer away from you know playing yeah, against such an unstructured. It'd be good. Not that it's unstructured, it's just a different style. But yeah, they can revolutionise football yeah. and just take it to yeah. a different level. Exactly. Good yeah. luck. Be Better product too to watch. Oh. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they would have grown a few fans, the Titans, watching that style of footy. Would then have three. <laughs> who? Robbie, Robbie Glover and, and who? who are the others? What, you jump ship for the Knights? So that was a look at... Um, that takes us to our Southern Hotel shot clock. But yeah, no, great to have Ben Walker on the show. As I said... He's not lying. I've been pretty persistent with him. I tried multiple times. Any chance this week? Any chance this week? And finally, I got. He gave me nailed it. Gave me half a lead this week. Said I might be able to do Thursday. So we do Thursdays now. So anyway, it was great to get him on the show. It's sort of be good chat, and mm. it's turned out that way. We'll get that one packaged up and sent out as well, so you can see our <coughs> chat there with Ben Walker. Righto, guys. Southern Hotel shot clock wasn't it going off last Sunday with the uh, the big Wild of Fury fight. So again, this weekend, the UFC's on this weekend, so they'll have that on all the big screens and all the other sporting action that is taking place. Uh, Brisbane Lions were here early in the week, guys, so I suppose we're just almost upon that time of the year where they kick off March 18 or middle of March, middle of March, I think, for Aussie Rules and NRL and all the competitions, so we're just around the corner. Uh, Lions had an amazing finish last year. Well, they finished second. So, question, where will the Lions finish in this year's AF- at the end of this year's regular season? Steve? I think they're a top two again, so... Uh Moral, if you got the early mail last year, you probably got the top eight and you were home and hosed with six or seven rounds to go. But um, top two, like they're only going to improve. Young squad, young roster, good midfield. They've got all the pieces there, coaches. It wasn't just a a fluke that had been building there because they'd had the tough times for five, six years previous. So I think they're top two for sure. Troy? Yeah, same as Steve. I think they'll build on last year. Whether it's top two, I'm not sure. I'll go top four. Uh, they miss, I think Hodge retired yep. from last yep. year. They'll miss a bit of his experience. But, yeah, they're a team on the up. They've got these young blokes coming through. And they've been through a bit last year losing those finals. They'll learn from that. And hopefully they can go one better this year. Top four for me. Top four for you. All right, Joel. Top four for me too. Keep it plain and simple. Same as Troy. I think that um, Hodge is a big miss for him this year. But, um, yeah, it's time for the other boys to stand up. Daniel Rich, obviously, he's getting on... A bit now, so he might be his turn to stand up. But, yeah, top four locks. Top four locks. I'll go top eight and then maybe more. Four. I'd hope to be wrong, of course, maybe four to eight. I just think for a young squad, it's hard to back that up. Like, all of a sudden, they had no real – well, Steve picked them. But generally speaking, they didn't have a lot of pressure on them last year. And they got rolling and they had a great season. They're going to have the capability of finishing on the top four. But I just – sometimes I just wonder, you know, can they back that up again? I think they'll, I think they'll safely make the eight comfortably. Um that's what I, yeah, anyway, that's what I reckon. Hopefully top two, though. Let's talk NRL. The Broncos have been trialling fullbacks. 
this off-season. It was supposed to be Jermaine Asako after they uh, finally made the decision that Darius wouldn't be the number one or... Uh, any, you know, anyway, so they're looking for a new fullback this year. But Jack Bird's come from the clouds and he's excelled in the trials. So at the moment, it looks like he's got his nose in front. I'll go to you first, Troy. Obviously, a Broncos fan. Who, who do you want to see wear the number one for the Bronx in 2020? Uh, you said it, the bloke you said, Jack Bird. He, oh, he will play number one. First game, he'll roll up as number one for the Broncos. Um, all reports, he's fit. Hopefully, I'm talking injury wise. Um, he can get through a full season, but on top of that, he is fit too. He's stripped some weight and he's looking fit. Playing strong some, boy. Yeah, strong boy, playing some good footing. If he can get a, a season, a full season out, I think the Broncos are reaping rewards. Joel? Yeah, I'd be playing Bird there too. I think it, that big body at the back and carting the pill back on the, the kick returns, I think that they'd be mad not to play him there. Um, I think Asako, I don't know. He sort of might be a really good winger, I think. And they're probably going to need him as well to kick goals. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that, but I think he's just that real, like, that, um, I suppose, acrobatic type wing. Mm. So I'd be parking him. Steve? I'd be playing Milford at fullback because he's not a 5'8". And he can't tackle. Yeah. Can't get him in the line. Like, he's, yeah, and he's probably more explosive. Put him out there, let him insert himself, and oh, he can't kick, can't tackle, struggles to pass. Great 5'8 option, so put him at fullback. What about a dummy half? Did you rate him? Type off the bench for Milford. So you got Milford for I don't really care. It's the Broncos. <laughs> They're just paying him too much. They've got to put him somewhere. Yeah, That's the exactly. problem, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Bird. Obviously, he's been really, really good in the offseason. And wouldn't that be a, uh, a real um, boost for a Broncos side to have a Jack Bird fit? Yeah, he's been disappointing since he's been at the Broncos. I know he's had a lot of injuries, but for the price Look good, tag, the price good last year until he got injured. Mm, true. Yeah. In the centres. True. Yeah. Well, you know he's a quality player. He's proven that. So, yeah, and obviously the way he's going in the preseason, you probably got to throw him in there. So I'll go with uh, Bird to be the fullback. Racing. I reckon this is a match race. Catalyst and Alligator Blood. It was the old bone crusher, our Waverly star the mm, other day. Wasn't it? They went up the straight, the two of them nose for nose, and it was Alligator Blood, the Queenslander. The Guineas this weekend. Is it Alligator Blood? Is it Catalyst? Or is it any other, or not any other, or other? Steve? I think Catalyst will get the, uh, turn the tables, but I do think it is a match race. I love Alligator Blood as a horse. It's a great horse, but Catalyst, a bit earlier on, it's prep. Alligator Blood's been up and down a lot in the prep, so he's had a pretty long prep, and I just think Catalyst might have a bit more improvement in it off last run, and big straight at Flemington will suit it down to the ground too, maybe... Chop it out a bit and run home over the top. Joel? I'm on the uh, God's Dolphin, Chenny Air. I think that uh, he was climbing all over him at the last start of a long, long spell. Uh, it'll only be better for the run. And the extra 200 metres, I think it'll fly on by him. Right, Chenny Air. Troy? I'm on the Gator, Queenslander. Hopefully, uh, yeah, it, was, it was a good sight. They wasn't seeing the two go yeah, down the straight. Fantastic. Yeah. It's tough horse, isn't it? Yeah, both of them just losing. wouldn't give, a, give an inch. Um, Look, gone for all money. But you've got to take a Queensland over a Kiwi. Jeez, come on. Yeah, alligator blood for me in a nose victory. Nose? Yes. I'm on the uh, any other category as well, but I'm with Alabama Express. Oh, it's nearly, I, th- I was nearly going to say something forgotten, but I can't say that. It's like $6 in the market, but it comes back to three-year-old grade. Last started 
Beat the older horses, travelled three wide the trip in the oar. So it's beaten the older group horses. One, yeah. Comes back to its own age group, goes well at Flemington. Start prior to that was excellent as well. First up, where it smashed them up the straight. Yeah, it's a great race. I love mm. it. Mm. But I'm, I think Alabama Express. Basketball to finish us off in the Southern Hotel shot clock. The Milwaukee Bucks flying high. On track to win 70 games. You're a fan, Steve, so I'll start with you. Will the Bucks win 70 games in 20, season 2020? Yeah, what are they? They've got to go 20 and 4. Yeah, dropped 8. Over the last 24 games, so... Oh, no, I don't think they'll fall short just because of the fact because they'll seal number one and they'll ease up on their studs. And, like, 70 games doesn't mean much in the big scheme of things, so... I think Giannis will have his time managed. A couple of the other blokes will do that, give him a bit of experience, freshen him up for finals. So they'll probably drop a couple. Troy? He wants to be the best, Giannis, doesn't he? I think you'll see it's a bit of a challenge. I think they will. I think they'll go 70. Um, I'm going to go 71, I think. <laughs> they will. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, yeah. I think they'll go 70 plus. I've been looking something to knock them all the time, the Bucks, but you just can't... Mm. Just keep producing, don't they? Um, and, and he's just, yeah, levels above and he wants to be, he wants to put himself down history as one of the best. I think he'll, he'll do that, obviously. So. Yeah, they'll, they'll do it. Joel? I'm with Steve. I think they'll, uh, they'll look for the bigger picture here. I think that um, obviously the 70 games won't mean much in the grand scheme of things and they'll be looking to win the title itself. So a few boys resting their legs later on in the season and I think they'll fall just short of the 70. I think they'll win 70 purely because of the conference that they are in. It is top-heavy, for sure, obviously, in terms of Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston. I suppose you've got to say Miami, like Philadelphia. What are they doing with all the drums yeah, and, a lot of hurt and injuries and things like that? And then Beeb today. Mm. And then Beeb today. So a few things along those lines. So I think they will win 70. So I don't know the breakdown of how many teams in the East and the West they play. I probably should have looked that up before I made that call. But generally speaking, being in the Eastern Conference, they'll have an easier ride through to the final. So I'll say yes, they'll win 70. That's a look at the Southern Hotel shot clock. We'll take a break. We'll come back and wrap up the show with our Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds, and our Multi of the Week. Hi guys, Lockie here from Hogan's Family Jewelers. Today we're looking at how you select that perfect diamond. We need to consider the four C's. Cut, colour, clarity and carat weight. In terms of discussing the cut of a diamond, we need to consider the aspects of the qualities of cut. At Hogan's we only source triple excellent cut diamonds. In terms of colour, we look for the perfect white stone. We source stones from a D through to a G in colour, the top four colour gradings. Clarity is another really important factor in selecting your diamond. We don't want to look at the diamond every day and see inclusions or marks in the stones that distract from the beauty of the piece. The final of the four C's is carat weight. A lot of people believe that a diamond's value is based just on its carat weight. This isn't truly the case. It's a combination of all the four C's put together. There's one final hidden factor that I need to discuss about finding the perfect diamond. It's called fluorescence. When she wears the ring in natural sunlight, UV light, where the diamond is supposed to sparkle at its optimum level, you don't want any reaction. You don't want the diamond to go foggy or a milky colour or even an 
a little neon blue sort of tinge through the diamond. This is why we only sell nil fluorescence diamonds and make sure that that diamond stays crystal clear whether you're indoors or outdoors, there'll be no reaction to natural sunlight. Fluorescence is one of the largest factors of devaluing a diamond. Be careful, out there you might find diamonds that seem cheap, but truly they're going to be cheap for a reason. At Hogan's, we prefer our clients to experience superior quality diamonds. We only source the highest grade of GIA certified diamonds. That's the Gemological Institute of America, the harshest grading lab in the world. Some of you may have done some research on diamonds before and may fully understand the four C's. But if not, we've got knowledgeable staff that will help you and guide you through selecting the perfect diamond. At the end of the day, it's all about quality and at Hogan's, we prefer quality. Welcome back to the semi-pros. Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds of the Week. Celebrating 75 years in 2020, Hogan's Jewelers. So make sure you pop down and see Lockie and the team. 75 years, a long time, so producing quality. Let's have a look at Rocks and Diamonds. Rock of the Week. Joel, kick us off. Yeah, mine's pretty simple this week. Uh, big Deontay Wilder, obviously in the big super fight over the weekend. And uh, the big fellas come out with uh, my suit was to... My, Entrance costume. suit costume was too heavy. It was forty pounds. Had no legs. Shoulders had no legs. I'll tell you one bloke that wouldn't have had any legs. Old mate ripping the skin off at seven times a day in the other corner. He would have had no legs. <laughs> oh, women weak in legs, don't they say? He would have <laughs> had no legs too to go with it. But um, what a what an absolute crock. Yeah. Fair I'll, dinkum. I'll chime in here because I've got the same bloke. Did you see someone put up a thing today? Where he was in an interview, I think it was with Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan actually, mm. and he said, oh, "I train with a forty-five pound weight vest on. Everything I do, everything I everything do, chin-ups, push-ups, sit-ups." And then he said, "He he was never hurt." Come on, man, just take your medicine Thanks. seriously. Take your medicine, big fella. Honestly, it was just um, absolute garbage. Like just kidding himself, isn't he? Like what? Yeah. Like, how do you have come out and just been humble and said, "Look, yeah, he pumped me, me. Yeah, absolutely man. pumped me." Everyone be like, "Good on you, buddy." Yeah, you say, "Better man one, but I'll That's be back." Right. Yeah, can't wait for a number three. Yeah, I'll be back. I yeah. okay. And I actually, you can couple it with his bloody trainer as well. The ones you know how he's got the two trainers and one saying, "Oh, he shouldn't have thrown the tail in." Mate, the bloke who threw the tail in should remain his trainer. He's the one that's got and his best yeah. interest at heart. Exactly. That's probably the other thing. He's up. He's. I found that hard to. to I couldn't come to. into that. That's what you. The trainers are there for to protect him. To be honest, and the referees there to protect him. And he's basically saying, "I wanted to go out with my sword." And I get that, I suppose, from that gladiator point of view. But yeah, I just found he's like, watching the fight. He's watching him get pumped and thought, "Nah, I don't want to see any more of this." And then the other trainer rips him and says, "Oh, I'm the head coach. You shouldn't have done that." Yeah. Pair of them. Get in the bin. Yep. No, I'm with you. Troy, what have you got? I'm going the other bloke, Tyson Fury. Oh, <laughs> what a goose. No, no. Boxers who think they can sing. <laughs> There's Tyson, been a few. Tyson Fury. Oh, it's enjoyable, but come on, mate. You're not a singer. You're a boxer. Just get out there and box. Which he does well. Look yeah, at the other really ones. Well. Manny Pacquiao. We should have had a little thing and played their songs here tonight. Oh, my God. Mike Tyson. Roy Jones. Junior. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Y'all must have forgot. <laughs> Didn't the man Mundane pump the man one out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did pump one out. Yeah. That, that beatboxer. Yeah. Joel Turner. That's him. Oh. Just box boys. Don't sing, please. Oh, God. 
So boxers who rap. That's boxers it. who rap. But I do like Tyson Fury. But yeah, don't sing, mate. I like his suits. <laughs> <laughs> see him in his, his preference with his suit on again. And uh, little. Uh, the see what he wore to the uh, after party? A suit coat. No shirt underneath with just like a green tie. <laughs> just like undone. <laughs> uh, you just say you were saying no singing. Like just fight. Yeah, yeah don't sing. Yeah, I don't like it. Because they're not good at it. Joel's another one. Boxing, yeah. boxing thought he could sing a bit. I still do. Still Trying do. to build out a few down and yeah. karaoke down to the old cube down there he was. Famous for it. Oh, we know what song's coming out. Country Road. Yeah. Oh. But as I said, there's been a few, there's been a few boxers that have... Jack Asses. It's a weekly, weekly, week, ugh, weekend occurrence for Big Jack. What does Jack Asses sing? Oh, he just goes long, no, watch mate, his just, Facebook live. He's yeah. karaoke every weekend. Just put the camera down on the edge of the couch and hum away. Yeah. He's probably live right now. <laughs> yeah. So boxers, so that's what you're saying. Boxers, no more singing. Boxers oh, that sing. Rocks. Steve? Maybe these guys should start singing because they're doing a pretty ordinary job. Do you know any sports reporters here, particularly for one website, news.com.au, NRL season is, what are we, two weeks out, two, three mm. weeks out, so you'd think they're pumping up the season. Four stories on here. Uh, Rooster's got his Mercedes stolen. Uh, <laughs> ben Barber's... We hadn't been arrested in, for um, assault on some cop yeah. or something like that. Um, Jared Hayne, not Jared Hayne, well, Jared Mullen is uh, keen for an NRL return because he's staying out of the big house. Yeah, yeah, he, he got lucky today. And then Reynolds' saga with his ex, whatever the hell's going on there. <laughs> like, there's your four top stories about the rugby league two weeks away, and there's nothing to do with the football, and probably. Three out of the four are irrelevant yeah. in the NRL. So your bloke is getting back with you, Jared Sign Mullen. Up. Mullen, no, he couldn't play when he was <laughs> no, like before he was shifted a bit of gear. gear. Yeah, you're better off getting Gidley back. Oh, he, geez, he went enormous. Didn't he? he went enormous. How fit did he look? Yeah. That, like he's just like a. You can bring oh, him back. Probably could. Let's look at our rocks and diamonds for Hogan's. Family jewels or rocks, actually, isn't it? We haven't done a diamond yet. Mm. Diamond of the week. What do you got, Joel? Uh, the Kobe Memorial they had at the uh, Staples Centre. Obviously, a, a massive dude. Kobe fan, but it was massive. I'll tell you what, I was, I was laying in bed, though. I couldn't watch it live, and I'm, I'm laying in bed there at night, and I'll just watch this for a bit because the ESPN had the two and a half hours, whatever it went for, up. So I'm laying there watching, and I'm watching. Oh, this is good. It went forever, for one, which I'm not against, but, geez, there were some really nice things said and really... Some, you know, some really good people getting up and having a chat about Kobe and the effects that he had. The one that really stood out was obviously his wife, Vanessa, that spoke about uh, Kobe and Gigi, his daughter. Um, that was pretty nice. And then, yeah, you obviously had the MJ and Shaq and, his, you know, things you learn. He's got manager Rob Palenka, uh, who's obviously now the GM of the Lakers. He, he spoke really well and uh, a few singers. And, yeah, it was just a really nice, fitting... Way to honour the great man, I suppose. And, um, yeah, they did a good job. So that can be my diamond of the week. The Kobe Memorial. Troy? It's, it pains me to say, but um, the Roosters, the Dirty Chooks, winning the... Um, Mrs. Put you up to this, did she? No. Winning the... Winning oh, the, um, I don't know what he's doing this for. <laughs> winning the championship again. So what, they've won the, won the NRL two in a row. They've won the... What do they call it? Club, World Club Challenge. World Club Challenge, two in a row. I don't know when the last time someone's done that. Won two in a row and won, won the two World Club Challenge in a row. And they're looking pretty good for for three at the moment. 
Little eighteen-year-old waiting in the wings too to get yeah. his. Yeah, yeah. Got the, the young Toowoomba lad heading down there, but yeah, the, the chooks look pretty good. Two from two NRL and two from two in the club championship. So, righto, Steve. Yeah, what are we gonna go? <laughs> so much to choose from, but might go with the uh, the AFL state of origin. Just uh, it's a, a spectacle I look forward to. Each and every year, the Big V versus the uh, the All Stars, and this year they're doing it as for everyone in the bushfire relief, and it's uh, it's just it, it's it's bordering catching up to what they do with rugby league. Like they're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> they'll pack out the G. Uh, Footy fever is back. Slide to the G oh, for a fifteen dollar pie. Oh, a- mate! I tell you what, and it's the just origin. good to see the, the AFL origin. <laughs> How good is news dot com? <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> what, have you put nothing else on there? No, I just roasted their reporters. <laughs> for being horrid. That's the best. That's probably the best sporting story they've got on here today. <laughs> well, research the Globany. <laughs> They came out and said this week they were the inventors of State of Origin, didn't they? The AFL. Yeah. Was <laughs> so a worthy That's nomination? A worthy nomination for Diamond of the Week. Mm. <laughs> AFL. I'll tell so you what, Friday night. got on their back. Well, I said, they'll be zinging through the, the big sticks, regular intervals. How can we tune in, mate? <laughs> what Fox, channel? Fox 5, Fox Footy. <laughs> Probably Channel 7. Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> oh. I'm on a similar theme, but a better one. Mine's the uh, Brisbane Lions. They're in town this week. Mm. 18 years in a row, they've travelled up to Toowoomba for community camps. They uh, came up to uh, launch a function which launched footies back across locally here. AFL Darling Down celebrating 50 years. Actually, we're talking AFL next week on the show now that I remember that. So the boys are coming on to talk about that, the 50 years and the Lions being in town and what they were able to do. So we're up there at the rooftop there with Phil Curry. It's good to catch up with Phil. He said he loves the show and he likes a new time slot and he's wants to get a, he wants to get another start on the mm. show, actually. But that's, tell him we've only got an hour or so? <laughs> Let's put it to the panel. Yeah, we'll put Has it to he the stopped panel. sweating from the last time he was on the show? <laughs> oh, he's sweating here. Oh, gee. Mate, we should have got him a K&R. Should have got him a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, but yeah, no. So mine, mine's the Lions. I think they do a great job. In what they do up here to come up here, they were they were in the hospital. Obviously, went around to different schools, mm. uh, hosted uh, Auskick party, everything. So they're really, really accessible, and I just think they do an amazing job in terms of promoting their their, their code. And what I think is is that they understand, and it's probably I don't know, probably still roughly around the time you may have been working there, is that when the Lions were going. So well, what's that? 2000 and 2000 2004, sort of around two, that period. Two. Yeah, they won it in 2001, they one, two, three, three, two, three, then they lost to Port Adelaide in 04. So just that period, you'd know, being around it, how how much footy was boosted mm. in this area. So it certainly was. Like, you get thousands of kids running around doing Oscar. And that was just around here, too, mm. around, the, around the Downs. So, yeah, so, so I think obviously the opportunity now, we've all talked about it with a fair bit of optimism that we think the Lions can go well, might be on the cusp of something big mm. again. So let's hope that that certainly results in uh, a really big boost for it across the state. So, but yeah, for mine, the Lions, for their efforts here being a part of the community camp. Righto, boys, wrap us up with our multi of the week. Troy, you can go first. You got us a winner last yeah, week. Yeah, you beauty. Special coming up. <laughs> Bruce from race one, number 11, Eric the Eel. Second up, ready to roll. He'll smash them. That's all I've got to say. 
Get on. $3.10 at the moment. Probably start $2 on Saturday. Right Joel? Um, probably the second best race in Australia this weekend. The Group 1 Heineken surround stakes. Uh, race 6, number 4, Funstar. The great man, J-Mac, on board. Get every chance. Get, he'll get his chance. It's uh, $3.60, I think. Certainly worth a ticket. Fun star. Steve? Going to go to Brisbane and nice and early again. So uh, in the 2,000 metre, I think it's benchmark 90. Horse that's been crying out for 2,000. Australian bloodstock who've been flying. They've got the favourite, Mongolian Wolf, but we're going to go with the uh, their other runner, Mwani Machine, out to 2,000. Uh, it'll be suited down to the ground. $10 you can get here, so uh, it's good shopping. Get on early. And book like a big flash dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go late at Brisbane. Race 9, horse 12, red chase. If it's not worn out from its last run, we're at around about 400,000 metres around Eagle Farm. It'll be winning this. It's just a question mark if it's a bit worn out and tired after. Nearly had, had to send it down and run the opposite direction to unwind it. it covered that much ground last start, so I hope it gets a... Uh, not dark on it at all. Gets a more economical... No, I didn't have a red cent on it. I just watched it and went, wow, that was some run. I mean, you waiting plenty for it to of reappear. cents in the pocket after backing Reedy's thing last week, mate. Oh, we got the lot. You got the lot. Good on him. It was good to see. That was good to see. Oh, happy yeah. as a pig in. Oh, yep. Should have seen him. Naval strike. Got the cash. But yeah, no, so I think, I think it can win Red Chase in the last. Not really my sort of price, but, you know... Price can we get? Three sixty, so something, something. So you just launch into it and do your best. All right, that's our multi of the week. Thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers for our rocks and diamonds. Great show. Thanks so much for your company. We'll get some links up there with that interview with uh, Ben Walker and a few other highlights of the show. Uh, thanks for being a part of the semi pros. Whether you watch us on Thursday night via the Facebook Live, if it's a Saturday morning, and our premiered uh, video from seven a.m. It's on radio via Power FM, via our podcast, our online audio stream. We're everywhere. Thank you for tuning in and supporting us, and we look forward to seeing you next week. See you, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen.